He joined us on Mondays, but today he joined us on Tuesdays because yesterday I forgot to call him. That's really what happened. And it's good that I actually got to talk to him today because he covered a game yesterday and we get to hear about that and much, much more. It's Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. Randy, how you doing? I'm great. How you guys doing? Doing very great. good. I, I need to play something for everyone real quick. Hold on just a second here. I just got to I gotta play something. This was from yesterday at um, 10.14 a.m. Mm-hmm. Three of our best six. We can say what they want about Marcus Smart. Defensively, he's our best defender. Well, and there's a possibility he could be back before game six. Yeah. Now, I have also heard, okay, I've also heard from people that know things. And that's that's one thing I will say, and you can you can take that with whatever you want. Okay. He's going to meet with his doctor on Tuesday. Okay. That's that is that is happening. Now that is already out there. Everybody knows about Marcus him. Smart. Yeah. yeah, he's meeting with his doctor on Tuesday. Okay, and I need to look up where that is. He's meeting with a doctor in New York on Tuesday. This is his doctor, not the team doctor. No, this is a doc. This is a surgical. I don't know if it's one that he did, whatever. But here's the thing: this meeting with the doctor is in New York on Tuesday. You can get from New York to Milwaukee fairly quickly. Mm, halfway. Okay? Halfway well, there. they play again Tuesday night. I have heard. That it is possible. There's there's a lot of work that says, oh, he's hoping to be cleared for a possible game six. There's talk that he might try to get cleared for game five, which is why he's ramping things up. Because if he could come out like Willis Reed in game five, you tell me the garden yeah. wouldn't explode. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That series would be over. They yeah. would win by they would win Tuesday night by about 45 points, and then they go in Milwaukee in game six, and then they could Finish probably... I am... By the way, <clears throat> let me just say... A thing here i feel horrible for milwaukee bucks fans honestly i do that i was right yet again i just wanted to point that out just <laughs> we were all to witnesses say. too see i just wanted to i needed you guys to be witnesses remember when lebron was in the playoffs with the Cavs the first time and we were all witnesses i just wanted i needed more witnesses so just wanted to point that out do you, is there anything else you want me to make come to life, Randy? Anything else you want me to want me to are make there, happen? Are there any Are there any uh, recordings in the archives of when you're wrong? I just there are many. Oh no, many, no, we destroy those. What are you talking about? But I'll I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. You know, the, the great equalizer in this, Randy, is Wing because Wing keeps track of my predictions, <laughs> and he is always stunned when one comes through. And I always picture Wing like off doing something like mowing the lawn and he gets his alert on his phone that this has happened and then he'll forward it to me and he's like you did it again again i don't know it's just what happens so let's talk about yesterday it was the it was the battle of the hartleys up at the uh, auburn suburban little league yesterday uh edward little took game one uh, 11 to 4 this seems like it was a kind of an interesting climate over there yesterday yeah it was uh, interesting we're you know, sitting up there in the uh, in the press box, I'm up there with the immortal Ben Gibson, and, and we're kind of watching Grant, kind of watching Darren, and we're like, "Oh, is he trying to get into his head now? Is he, you know, why did he do that? Is he trying to distract his son and that kind of stuff?" So yeah, that was an, uh, an interesting twist. Um, you know, you could tell it was, you know, it was, it was killing Darren. I mean, you know, just like it would any father, he wants to see his kid do well, but. In order for his team to win, uh, he, his kid probably shouldn't 
be able to do too well. And, and they actually pitched him as well as anybody has this year. He didn't get a uh, grant didn't get a hit yesterday. Um, and uh, I think had two balls uh, out of the out of the infield. Uh, nothing really close to a home run. So they they contained him pretty well. Unfortunately for for Lewis, and they just. They couldn't throw strikes. Their starter, Evan Cox, who uh, I saw in their opener against Bangor, and he was excellent in that game. He just he couldn't find the strike zone uh, yesterday. And, and Edward Little, to their credit, you know, waited him out. You know, and, and Dave Jordan has a philosophy, you know, you want to be aggressive, but, but you also, you know, need to make sure you get a good pitch to hit. And, uh, you know, they, they waited for, for good pitches to hit, and the result was, uh, you know, walks or in poor Max Bell's case, getting hit by three pitches, uh, by three different pitchers. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I talked to both of them afterwards, obviously, and, and it was funny. Uh, I asked Grant about uh, if, it, if it was any different, you know, from from facing other teams, and you know, he said, "Oh no, you know, not a big deal. Faced his team in fall ball last year, and you know, after a few pitches, it really doesn't." Well, it doesn't enter your mind, but he said, uh, uh, what was weird was, uh, you know, I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and Dad walks behind me and says, good luck today, and I just stopped and think for a minute, and I was like, yeah, 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 good luck to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting. Not the, not the cleanest uh, play game in the world, but, uh, you know, anytime Lewis and yell face each other, and we finally get a nice spring day to enjoy it, it's a good day. I was a little disappointed you didn't go to the Monmouth uh, Wiscasset game yesterday. I we had we had Ryan Palmer on to talk about the Dirigo Booth big game. I was hoping I could keep uh, a streak going of forty point games. Oh man, you know it's I feel really bad for Ryan. I think you know and this is why I'm I'm not on Facebook and I'm I'm getting off the Twitter the second I I get out of this business. I I have no use for social media in those situations because. The people who scream the loudest are the people who have no clue what was going on and weren't there and don't have any idea of the situation. You know, based on everything I've heard and read, you know, he, he handled it and his team handled it the best way you could. I mean, 35 walks. So, you know, put yourself in the place of a Dirigo hitter. You, I don't know who the home plate umpire was, but after about the 15th walk, the umpire is going to uh, adjust the strike zone, and it's going to get larger and larger and larger until it's the size of the green monster. And yet these guys still can throw a strike. So you're walking up to the plate, you're walking into the batter's box, digging in, and you're, you're facing a guy who, who doesn't know where the ball is going when he throws it. So you're, you're standing up there going, you know, is this one going to hit me in the head? this one going to hit me in the ribs? You know, you don't know. So, you know, you know, I'd be like, after a while, I'd be like, Coach, I, I don't know if it's a good idea for me to, to go up there and swing. You know, and it's the, the people who, who criticize uh, Derrigo and, and Ryan for that, for how they handled that, just have, have no idea. It's a lot like in, in football, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, especially you, Coach. You know, a team will be up. 48 to nothing, and the, the, the coach that's up will put his, his, his backups or his third string in, his, his JVs and freshmen, 
and the coach on the losing side will will still have his starters in. And a lot of times, I don't blame the coaches on the losing side. That's the only way you're going to get better is to have your kids play. Um, but you'll have you know juniors and seniors going up against freshmen and sophomores. So you'll have a, a, a 130 pound freshman lined up a, across from a 250 pound uh, senior. And after one play, you know, the coach who's up will say, all right, you know, starters or, or you know, at least, you know, uh, second team back out there. And, you know, people on the sidelines will start crying and stuff. And it's like, you know, how is he going to explain to some upset mother after the game if he let, you know, her uh, little boy who's a freshman you know, get mauled by a, a senior for, for a half or a quarter. Uh, you know, the, the kid's safety has to be paramount in his mind. So, you know, there are a lot of things that coaches have to consider uh, in those situations. It's, it's always a difficult situation. And above all else, they need to consider, A, their player's safety, and B, you know, their development as players. And... Uh, you know, in, in in a lot of those situations, uh, it's just it's it's really difficult for for coaches to, to deal with all that. And I think uh, I think Ryan handled it very well. Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal, SunJournal dot com. I was just glad that you know you didn't have to invoke a mercy rule yesterday in between Lewis and El. So that was. That was good news, right? Yeah. That's good yeah. news. Well, you know, Lewiston, you know, they're better than their record. They're 0-3. And I think, you know, part of it is having a new coach and, and a new, you know, kind of approach, especially at the plate. And, you know, there's, there's, there's pretty good talent there, and there's a, a lot of speed. And, and uh, you know, Darren wants to use that speed. He wants to be aggressive on the base paths, but, but they're not getting on base uh, early on here. And it's, you know, you can't, you can't steal a base if you don't get on first. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, I think, I think they'll turn around. I think they'll get better. And I, you know, Evan Cox uh, is, is a pretty, pretty good number one. You can, you can put him up against a lot of number ones uh, in A North and, uh, and be pretty competitive. So it could be a team to watch in, uh, in June, uh, late, late May. Uh, and Evalola off to a 3 0 start. I mean, that's one of the youngest teams that Dave Jordan's had since he's been there. And uh, they're, they're playing pretty good baseball right now. So he's, he's very pleased with how they're doing. So do you think we'll, we'll shift it to the pro sports side of things here for a second? Because you, me, and Wing are like the last three people in America that still care about the Boston Celtics, apparently. <laughs> because I've, I've spent more time talking about them this morning than Gronk's motocross. Um, trying to get me started. Marcus Smart going to play tonight. Looks like, uh, you know, worst case scenario. You you think they win the series now? I think they finish it off in six with Smart out there. I think it just gives them that much. I think this is one of those teams. They're kind of going to be like Hulk Hogan. You know, they're getting beaten down for a while. And then all of a sudden they're just going to wag the finger and say, nope, not happening. And I think Smart coming back basically allows them to, to get to that level. Yeah. Exactly what they need right now. Um, I think, you know, Milwaukee was, was the more physical team for at least 
six quarters in Milwaukee, if not uh, seven or eight. Uh, and, and Marcus, you know, definitely gives this team a, a more of a physical presence, and uh, you know, obviously more of a of an attitude and more of a swagger. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm I'm right back where I was. Uh, at the start of the series, just kind of throwing my hands up and saying, man, I don't know how this is going to go. After the first two games, I'm making plans for renewing the rivalry with Philly. And then uh, through halftime of, of game four, I'm thinking, you know, the Bucks are going to win four straight and, uh, and end this thing at six. Um, but then that, that second half kind of renewed my faith a little bit, and, and you know, Jalen Brown, just, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trading him and or Tatum for Kawhi Leonard. I'd still do it for Anthony Davis, but I'm not doing it for Kawhi Leonard. I just, I'm so impressed with, with Brown's uh, emergence, really, in this in this series. Uh, it'd be nice if, you know, we get more of, you know, game one and two Terry Rozier in game three and four. Um by halftime of, of game four, I was, you know, I thought, you know, the Bucks were going to go into game five thinking, hey, we've taken these guys to, to overtime in, in their building. You know, all we need to do is steal a win here, and, and they haven't been competitive in our building, and we'll be able to finish it in six. Well, you know, the, the Celts came charging back uh, in the second half and, and nearly pulled it off. Um so that that dissipates out a little bit, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was having Smart back is, is huge, but they still need Rozier to to look more like he did in, in games one and two. They need to, you know, do a better job defensively. Um, you know, if you're not conceding mismatches like they are, uh, you know, ro- rotation is is you know vital defensively, and, and there were times in in three and four where guys were just not getting any help whatsoever. Uh, they did a better job of that in the second half, but, uh, you know, they, they need to, to step step up consistently defensively. Um, and if they can do that, yeah, I, I think they can finish it off in, in uh, Milwaukee, but, you know, nothing's a given. I, I still think it's going seven. And, you know, I, I honestly don't know who's who's got to pull it out at this point. I just you know, it, it may look like a completely different series uh, by the end of the week than than it does right now. You know, Randy, I agree with the. It seemed to me the the offside help wasn't there the other night, at least no. early, and uh, they were any time there was a pick, they were just giving up and switching. Yeah. Versus trying to work over the top of it or behind it yeah. or whatever else they could, so that you didn't get the mismatch. Because I think that, at least in the first half, in the third game and in the first half of the fourth game, that was the difference. They kept getting situations where, uh, you know, they had a little guy on a big guy, and you know, just to pass over the top and a dunk. Yeah. You know, that doesn't take very many of those, and pretty soon you're down double figures. Yeah, they. And they've gotten better against the pick and roll than they were, you know, a year or two ago. I mean, they were off against the pick and roll, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but you know, they generally, I think they've been 
you know, more likely to, to have guys switch and, and concede those mismatches. But the problem is with those mismatches, the, the Bucks have two guys that can just absolutely murder you in those situations. And Milton and, and uh, into Tacumpo, I, you know, you might as well put two or three on the board if you get, you know, Horford switched on on Milton or, or you know, Rozier switched on uh, on into Tacumpo. So you know, I I don't know if they'll make any kind of adjustment on that, uh, you know, for for Game Five. But um, you know, it, it, it's. I think it helps when you have Baines in there. I think he's been one of the better uh, defenders all season and, and, and in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, he's you know he's also got kind of a, a tough matchup with with guys like Maker who will bring him out on the, on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny thinking about how this is kind of the reverse of, of last year's uh, first round against the Bulls. Uh, Bulls, you know, were winning that series until Rondo got hurt, uh, and then you know this one, uh, the the uh, Celtics were winning this series until uh, Henson got hurt, and you know suddenly the coach wakes up and says, "Oh hey, Thon Maker, I, I I forgot you were on this team. How about you go out there and knock down some threes and, and do a Dikembe Mutombo on the defensive end?" Uh, so I I hope that's it doesn't follow that pattern, but uh, teams uh, three and four certainly did. Hey, Randy, how about uh, a nice article, by the way, on uh, Tip Fairchild? Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed doing that. It was great to talk to, to Tip and now catch was, up with him. Was he home, or did you talk to him by phone? I talked to him by phone. Uh, he comes up, I guess he said, about once a month or so. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was great talking to Bill. I mean, I always love talking to Bill and hearing them tell golf stories. <laughs> about each other and stuff was a blast. And, uh, you know, of course, talking to Eddie Flaherty, I love talking to Eddie. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really fun catching up with him. And, you know, he, it's great to see how well he's doing now. I mean, he, he was on a real quick path to the majors. I mean, he was... He was the first guy in his draft class for the Astros to make it to double A. And he was dominating at high A. And he was dominating before he got hit, uh, hurt. He found that power sinker, and he had become virtually unhittable. Um, guys just couldn't get the, the ball in the air against them. And then for, you know, that, that ligament to, to go, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a story as old as baseball. Um but, uh, you know, a lot of times, and I talked with Tip about this, I talked with Ryan Reed about it, you know, a lot of times guys don't know how to, how to react, how to, how to move on with, with their lives when, when baseball is no longer how they're going to make their living. Uh, but, uh, you know, in Tip's case, in Ryan's case, uh, and, you know, thinking about a lot, of the, a lot of the guys in this state who have been, uh, have had, uh, pro baseball careers, they've they've been able to not only you know move on with their lives, but but take what they got out of athletics, not just baseball, but take what they got out of athletics and what they got out of the, the education that uh, their their 
the baseball prowess afforded them and go on and, and have great success. And uh, I'm not surprised that, that, that tips like that. I mean, just knowing his family and, and knowing him, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to see. Talking Randy Whitehouse with Sun Journal, sunjournal.com. I know you're a big sports media guy. Are you excited? Francesca's coming back to WFAN. He's he, They just announced that after the big retirement tour over the winter and all the teary-eyed listeners would be like, I'm going to miss you so much, Mike, and, and all this stuff. He's coming back 3 to 7 because our afternoon show is so unbelievably bad that they literally had to go crying and crawling on their hands and knees to go get Mike Francesa back. Who was in the afternoon show? They had um, Chris Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, Maggie something or other. Oh, no wonder. It was straight out of equal opportunity casting. Like it was, it was such, this was an absolute ESPN check mark a box thing yeah. like okay we have our former athlete yep he's african-american we have a female she's a journalist so we yep okay and then there's chris carlin he's the edgy white guy and we'll mix them all together and it'll work perfect except yeah. for their ratings were worse than like spanish language news talk <laughs> focus group sports talk yeah no, there that's we go basically what it was and I, I mean, I didn't listen to it. I knew right away it was going to be a disaster. I, I, I haven't really listened to Francis a lot the last few years just because, I mean, he's become a complete joke, I think. He's a parody of what he used to be. But at least it was entertaining, you know, to, to, to listen and, you know, wonder if he's nodded off or something, you know, or listen to him make an ass out of himself and completely deny something that he's on the record as saying. Such as you know what, what he said about Otani, how you know nobody's gonna let him play, you know, pitch in and hit, uh, you know. So I, I, you know, I might listen a little bit more. It, it was never the same after Mad Dog left. Uh, you know, I can only listen to that guy's ego for for so long. But uh, you know, it'll at least be something I could tune into occasionally, like maybe during football season or something. Uh, but I'm not surprised he's back. I wonder how much he's uh, he's held them up for salary-wise, because I'm sure it's it's even more than what he was getting paid before. Is he going to have somebody with him, or is this a solo shot? No, he's solo. Three to seven. Not 130 to six anymore. Three to seven. So his hours went down. My guess is he's going to make a little more money. So he'll, probably, he'll, he's, he'll call in. So, yeah, yeah. That'll be that'll be what it is. And then what they're doing is they're taking the people from the afternoon drive, and somehow I guess from ten to three they're mixing them up, so they're going to split like two hours here and three hours there. Now that'll go away soon, but the only reason they have to do that is they have all these people under contract and they don't have a choice. This is what happens when leadership makes a horrible decision. You have to spend more money to get out of the way. Well, this is the, same thing. This is like the, they are like the Pablo Sandoval, only they're taking it yeah, bats boy. in the midday. Yeah. On WFAN. Well, it's like ESPN. What are they going to do with that? Get Up? Is that the name of the show? Oh, God. Yeah. Is and that I a... like Greenberg, by the way. Oh, is that but another? Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's Michelle. You can't put them back with Golick. They hate each other now. No, it's it's Michelle. Is it Michelle Beadle or, and uh, Jalen Rose? I mean, it's the same thing. It, that, there's no Central match casting. There. There's no match there. She's the edge. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't I'm, get I'm, it. Hoping, I'm hoping Francesca spends like his first show like 
getting up to speed on everything that he, he missed while he was gone. <laughs> so, like, you know, he'll have a segment in the show where it'll be, like, the NFL schedule is released, and he'll go down through the game by game. Oh, let's see, uh, the Cowboys, uh, that's a loss. Uh, the uh, Eagles, that's a loss. You know, I, I miss that. That's the kind of stuff I miss. So, you know, I really feel like he needs to kind of make right with us and, and do that stuff. His name is Randy Whitehouse. You can read him in the Sun Journal or online at sunjournal.com. You can follow him on Twitter, rawmaterial33. Are you going out to cover anything today? Should we be following the tweets from, from anything today? Any, I'm, any plans? I'm off today. I'm off. I'm celebrating uh, Giancarlo Stanton's uh, return to good graces. Reemergence. I'm telling you, last night was like a coronation. It was like, I'm watching the Bruins, and I'm like, they suck. They're just sucking. There's so much suck right now. But then I'm watching the Yankees last night, and I saw it on Saturday. Stanton was starting to get locked in, and he almost got locked in on Sunday, but not quite. But, man, he locked in last night. This is going to be the next 30 to 40 days is going to be the Stanton run that everyone has been terrified was going to happen. Is that 40 and, yeah, days? He'll be overshadowed by Gleyber Torres, who will be the most <clears throat> dominant player in the history of the game. Oh, my boy, Gleyber, he got, his first, uh, he got his, first, uh, his first major league hit last night, too. He is like trying to saw, he's literally trying to like saw the bat off in his own hands, like he's so edgy going up there. So I, I, hope, I hope somebody's working on his Hall of Fame speech with him already, because Randy, I will. I you know what? I will make this promise right now. When Gleyber Torres makes the Hall of Fame, you and I can go to Cooperstown for the ceremony. Okay, it'll be fine. I'd, I'd suck that off. Okay, because that'll that'll happen, and that'll probably be right about the time that Mookie Betts goes in. So, or you know, maybe I, yeah, I'd say Mookie Betts probably, or Hanley Ramirez uh, with his. By the way, shout out to Hanley Ramirez last night wearing his full Bruins jersey. And then not eating any of the bad food like Chris Sale was. He was sticking strictly to the TB12 diet last night. If you doubted Hanley Ramirez's commitment in a contract year, look no further than last night's Bruins game. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Vasquez was uh, trying to get him. Who, who shares ice cream, by the way? He's you know, giving him his ice cream. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I. I don't. I don't want to know. Like that's that's one step away from putting an extra straw in the milkshake. Like I'm just. You go ahead. You do your thing. Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. You can find him online at sunjournal.com. Randy, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care, Randy. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have more on the way. It's Abilas Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Time Maine, WTME, AM 780, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Oh,